Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Really enthused today to have Omar Awan on the show. So Omar is at Navicent Health. He's going to tell you more about what Navicent Health does, but what he does, but most importantly, what he's passionate about. Take us through his story. He is the Chief Information and Digital Officer and Senior Vice President of Navicent Health does a variety of other things there, really exciting things that they're doing over in Macon, Georgia, or from Macon, Georgia, but impacting a lot of different areas. Really excited to have them on the show. Omar, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony. Great to be on the show. Well, first of all, thank you for making time. Second of all, love to hear about your background. Um, Transport us back, take us back to where it all started and Maybe just walk us through the series of steps that have occurred over your life that have led you to where you're at today. Sure, I would love to share. Um, so I've been in healthcare um, IT um, ever since I graduated uh, from school. But there's an interest, interesting story to this. Um, initially, I wanted to be um, an accountant. I had affinity for numbers and it so happens that my mother is a physician and my father was an engineer so I always uh, had um, an inclination towards doing something different um, so start went to school um, I was doing my undergrad in accounting and then in my senior year um, I took the computer courses and I was very excited um, by the potential that computers brought in the accounting industry and I had some conversations with um, um, folks at Arthur Anderson or Anderson Consulting and Art Venture and th- there were endless possibilities in terms of what could be done by programming and automating so many of the things um, that um, traditionally are delegated or tasks that are done by accountants. So I was excited and then I started pursuing my post-graduation in computer science uh, with the thought that um, uh, once I finish my school, um, I'll start working for a big accounting firm and start working on transforming accounting and automating most of it. But then as it so happens that um, in our senior year uh, during my course of study in computer science, uh, those days we used to have uh, campus recruiting and big companies would come to your campus and um, take you, bring you to their headquarters for interviews. And one such company was Cerner Corporation, which is a large electronic health record vendor based in Kansas City. So, I mean, that wasn't my direction because I was focused on accounting and computers, but um, I just went along with some of my friends who were interviewing and it was a free trip to Kansas City. Uh, Next thing you know, I'm there in Kansas City and uh, um, I went through some of the work that they did. Um, And um, I was just uh, floored Uh, and, and, Seeing what they were doing with technology in the healthcare space, it was like almost like an epiphany. Um, mm-hmm. So I remember very vividly calling my mother from Kansas City and um, talking to her about all this. I mean, tagging along with my mother when she used to practice and in the clinical areas uh, and seeing nurses do, and how technology was transforming all that and automating so much of the work which was done manually um, and and beyond. So um, it you could say that there was a kind of like an epiphany that led to a calling and a promise that I thought I could do so much more uh, with technology and accounting, um, but that was nothing compared to what I could do in healthcare. 
And so next thing you know, I started my professional journey with Cerner Corporation in Kansas City. I had different roles in Kansas City from software development to support and there on. And then after about eight, seven, eight years, uh, um, I wanted to get the client perspective because, you know, Cerner brought to you the vendor perspective. I wanted to see how okay, from both aspects, the vendor and the client perspective. And with that, I... Uh, joined Memorial Hermann Healthcare System in Houston, Texas, um, and was there for another seven, eight years, had different roles over there, and that was really phenomenal to really, really see Cerner uh, from uh, EHR from a client perspective, but also at the same time be in this MAC center or the largest medical center in the United States and uh, see healthcare in, in an urban setting. Well, after seven, eight years, I felt like, you know, I've seen the vendor side, I've seen the urban healthcare too. What about rural healthcare? And so there was a great opportunity uh, for um, to be a regional CIO for Eastern Maine Healthcare System, now known as Northern Light um, Healthcare in Maine, and really be a part of um, rural healthcare and leverage the lessons that we had learned and experiences in the urban setting in Houston. So... I was there for about two years. Uh, we did um, together as a team. We did quite a few great things there, but <laughs> I couldn't get my family to move from Houston to the other extreme weather in Maine. And so, with that, um, I was off to a next adventure and looking was looking for an opportunity where I could, um, you know, leverage my experience and insights not just in the Cerner, urban, and rural. And next thing you know, making here at Navison Health presented that opportunity, which it had all three flavors and more. And so with that, my journey started here at Navison Health about two and a half years ago. I love it. I love it. Well, a couple of things. Thanks for sharing your background. Really appreciate. Uh, really interesting on how you know your background and, and all these different perspectives are converging. Um, you know to what you're doing today from your experience you know with Memorial Hermann, etc. So it's really fascinating to see how that all you know has come to a point. Um, so really exciting. Can you can you tell us a little bit about? There's so many different things you touch every single day, right? So many things you're seeing in healthcare. What's one thing that really has you super excited today? Um, what is it? But also, why are you excited about it? So, so the thing that it gets me most excited, Anthony, it, it's got to be the role that information technology can play to deliver not just optimal outcomes, but at the same time, its ability to help us bring down the costs and increase the satisfaction, not just for the clinicians, but also for our employees and most importantly, our patients and our consumers. Mm-hmm. So so another way to say this would be that uh, I get, guess what gets me out of bed every day is, is, mm-hmm. is the promise that information technology brings with it, within itself to, to really address the issues in healthcare that we have been griping about for decades as a nation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm right there with you. This is, it's really super exciting. And then uh, on a follow-up to that foundationally, right, from a digital or information technology standpoint, what are you seeing the enabling factors? Like what's different now? What are some of those factors from a digital or IT perspective that you're seeing that could you know, bring this more into fruition or, or some pieces that are, are tactically like manifesting, um, 
you know what you're yeah. speaking about here? Absolutely, great question. So, so what I'm most excited about um, is the role of what I would say disruptive technologies right. to transform healthcare. Right. So with the with the with the development, for instance, of uh, continuous development of uh, data analytics, um, like not just your descriptive but more predictive and prescriptive analytics, couple that with um, artificial intelligence, um, really, and automating so many of the tasks um, which are performed by um, folks like myself and others, and even by clinicians. Um, focusing there and combining that with other technologies like machine learning. Mm-hmm. Continuously, continuously making sure that your algorithms are smart and up to date. Um, mobility is another one, right? So the reality of the matter is, is that um, our dynamics are changing, our consumers are changing. It's not just the baby boomers and Gen Xs anymore. We have to worry about um, the Gen Zs and Gen Ys and Millennials, and they have a very different um, understanding of how they want to receive healthcare and how they want to interact with healthcare institutions. So that is really leveraging mobility to the max um, and then Internet of Things um, along the way. Uh, and so many of those kind of things, and I can go on and on, but stuff like um, so much is happening with virtual reality now, right? And there are white papers and studies uh, with direct value propositions in terms of uh, uh, pain administration, uh, medication administration, and pain um, controlling pain for the patients and the role that uh, VR, virtual reality can play. And so, so, so with the advent and evolution of these disruptive technologies, I think um, that that brings that promise really and makes it um, looks appears to be light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You mentioned some really important elements here, right? So, data science, AI, machine learning, um, analytics, um, predictions, um, lots of different you know facets that you're touching daily these elements are really setting the opportunities for new possibilities. Tell us a little bit on, on how these shape a future of healthcare that you see. Tell us about your vision of healthcare in the future and how these places pieces come into play, maybe like from a patient's perspective. So, you know, take us into the future and how these certain things are in play, um, you know, from a, from a future perspective. Absolutely. So it's kind of like um, all these technologies coming together. And these mm-hmm. are the technologies, Anthony, that we know right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's more about the openness and the culture to be able to accept all those other technologies that we do not know anything about right now. Mm-hmm. So, so 10 years ago, um, you and I, if we were to sit on the phone, I wouldn't have mentioned... Um, virtual reality or machine learning or AI, um, mm-hmm. but but it's a reality today. And so fast forward with the pace and uh, the way the transformation is and innovation is occurring, um, things are changing by the minute and new technologies are presenting themselves with greater promise to improve care and reduce cost, increase better outcomes. So um, in the future, if you were to, in terms of a vision, what I see happening is a combination of these technologies really, as I mentioned earlier, addressing some of the challenges that we have today. Mm-hmm. So 
existence. Um, let's take it to the very basic level. I mean, there's so many implications, but from a consumer or a patient perspective, um, the key interaction is between a patient and a physician. We all know that there is a shortage of primary care physician, which is only supposed to get worse um, uh, with time. And so the ability for the primary care physicians to be able um, to see more patients and cover larger population, that is possible with technologies. Um, like in institutions like Stanford, um, they have done quite a bit of research and I believe they've done um, some work with Google where they are trying to um, save time for the clinicians where um, they could use um, transcription and use voice technology to capture some of the interactions between the patient and the physician and use those to populate the EHR. So today, if you were to talk to physicians, um, a lot of their time is spent away from the patient um, and trying to enter data into your EHRs um, from a regulatory and a quality perspective. So that, you know, those kind of technological advancements uh, mm -hmm. would take them some time back to focus on the patient. But more importantly, more excitingly for me is, as I mentioned, um, at the very basic level, some of these technologies, for instance, uh, let's say, let's take um, artificial intelligence. Well, the algorithms are capable um, of performing clinical tasks uh, mm -hmm. today, like diagnosing diseases much faster um, and much more accurately uh, than the physicians. Mm -hmm. And um, I was uh, reading a paper some time ago by the dean of uh, the medical school at Stanford, and uh, they did some work, and they found that uh, they had um, algorithms um, that could diagnose pneumonia mm -hmm. uh, at a much faster and much more um, at a much faster rate and with much more accuracy than radiologists working alone, mm. and. Uh, so that is uh, that's quite uh, phenomenal um, because um, it's a deadly disease and um, you know it, um, it uh, affects um, one million Americans um, each year and it's very hard to for radiologists to spot it and um, so here's a great example just one example of how uh, these algorithms um, can save human lives so in summation I would say that. You know how you see um, the role of a pilot in, uh, when they are in the cockpit flying a plane? How mm -hmm. the role is, um, you still need a pilot in the cockpit. All the so much of the tasks are automated, but nevertheless, you need a pilot and a co-pilot in place. Um, right. And I, that's what I see the role um, of clinicians, of physicians becoming more and more like a like a pilot in the cockpit where they uh, they are where technology or high tech will augment their functions um, and they leverage it for um, a precise and accurate accurate uh, diagnosis and um, um, decision making uh, mm -hmm. which is best for the patient now there are people if you were to i think go to the silicon valley and there's uh, uh, technology pundits um, 
who will take it a step further and would say that they see technologies and some of the ones that I mentioned earlier um, literally eliminating the role of a primary care physician in the days to come. Um, um, I think that's that's a far-fetched prophecy. I think it's more like augmenting, high-tech augmenting physicians really and changing their role to like a pilot in a cockpit but it's it's still ways before we can look at technology to take on or replace the empathy or human touch right right and also the general intelligence that the physicians bring so i see that's where it's going to be our physicians becoming a lot lot more technology savvy and leveraging uh, these algorithms and insights um so they can be more precise and timely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree, you know, with, with your vision and, you know, fully support it. I mean, it's, it's really fascinating, all these pieces that you're mentioning and how they're, you know, starting to work together, form together to, to shape, you know, not just, not just the future, but almost societal shifts, right? Perceptions of reality, perceptions of um, how we look at data, how we can predict, um, make decisions faster, decisions that could be compounded upon each other and, and most importantly manifest themselves into a, a greater experience for the patient themselves, which is really exciting. It's all about changing lives, right? And saving lives. That's all that matters, right? So um, um, this this has been really great, really rewarding. You know, as you work on different things at Navison Health and, and, um, and beyond, you know, would love to have you back on the show, have you share you know, more details of, of, of the work um, and what you're doing and what you're seeing in the market, most importantly, provide your, your insights and perspectives. Um, this has been very refreshing. I really appreciate your time and for having you on. Um, let me ask you, what would be a really good way for our listeners to get a hold of you if uh, they would like to do so? And if you would like for our listeners to get a hold of you? Of course. I mean, um, you know, the more the merrier in mm-hmm. just uh, we always welcome great ideas and thoughts and, and like you said we are doing so many wonderful things here at Navis and Health too which um, are hopefully will bring a lot more value to our patients and improved care so I think the best would be uh, um, uh, through, through email mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay okay great great we'll definitely have to link to that um, in the show notes um, Omar this has been great uh, having you on the show. Really appreciate it. And to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This show is for people that have a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Omar, thank you again for being on the show. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a good one. Much appreciated.